Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. What is available in all areas? How about OutKick? Appreciate all of you spending your Friday morning with us. Might be a little bit of a bleary-eyed morning for many of you because last night's game ended really late. And if you were like me and you stayed up during that lightning delay, you were thinking, oh my God, this is going to definitely zap some of my sleep headed into the weekend. Uh, But it is Friday. At least rejoice on that. And It was at least an intriguing game down the stretch that effectively came down to a decision made on fourth down by Ron Rivera and the Carolina Panthers that I think was an unmitigated disaster. If you weren't awake and you weren't watching, here's the scenario. It is fourth down and about a half yard to go right outside of the goal line. Now, the Panthers, even in addition to how short the the play was, could have gotten a first down at the one-yard line and had four plays to be able to score from the one-yard line as well while running the clock all the way down. They had only a half yard to gain because the Tampa Bay Buccaneer brain trust had made the mistake of calling back-to-back timeouts, which got half the distance on the the play. And when I saw how close the Panthers were to a first down after the penalty – for calling back-to-back timeouts that was levied against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it was a no-brainer. Even though it was midnight, and even though I was watching this game by myself, I stood up in my room and I was saying, just quarterback sneak with Cam. I have watched Cam Newton over the years be almost unstoppable on third and fourth uh, downs and short yardage to go. 
it was just a no-brainer. You've got a six foot five, two hundred and fifty pound quarterback. Put him under center and let him go to work. Get that half yard. Let the clock keep running. You still got a timeout left, and you can run this all the way down and not only get the first down, but also theoretically keep the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers from being able to get the ball and have very much time left coming back the opposite direction to be able to uh, to be able to try to kick a field goal to win this game. So I've got some stats here which are pretty wild uh, that deal with. Uh, this is from Warren Sharp. One to three yards to go since 2015 over five attempts. All right, it's one to three yards to go since 2015, third and fourth down over uh, five attempts. All right, these are quarterback quarterback sneak stats. Cam Newton has done this 101 times. He's uh, with with 4.1 yards on average to go. Uh, he's gained on that play. He's got 17 touchdowns, and he's got 84 first downs. And the percentage of time he is successful is 83%. Now, that is one to three yards to go. He averages gaining four yards on third and fourth down, and he's run that play 101 times, being successful 83% of the time, meaning he's gotten a first down 84 out of 101 times. That's one to three yards. For a half yard, I think it's almost 100% that Cam Newton would be successful if he quarterback sneaked there. Instead, I really feel like the Panthers overthought it. They had Cam Newton walking down the line like he was trying to change the play. They direct snap to Christian McCaffrey. Great defensive play, forcing him to go wide, and he ended up just a little bit short in terms of being able to to get the first down. Christian McCaffrey is the best player on the field. He's the most talented Panthers player. I understand putting the ball in his hands, but I don't understand it in that situation with fourth down and about a half yard at most to go. Cam, six foot five, 250 pounds. He's done it all his entire career. Put him under center, let him go to town. He gets you the first down right there just by leaning forward. And by the way, if you're really that concerned about it, Cam could also be risky with the ball. It's fourth down. If you don't get it, you're turning the ball over anyway. He could just take the snap, immediately reach out, right? You know, like dive forward, get the ball over, and then pull it right back to himself and not even have to worry about where he ends up. When you're that close, you goose the center, you take the snap, you leap a little bit, push the ball out, I mean, he basically had to lean forward. Boom, you hit that distance that you need to go to, pull the ball back, and where you end up doesn't even matter at that point because you would have already gotten the first down. Heck, Cam might have been able to just reach across and get the touchdown just by going fast and extending the football there. So I think this is not only uh, illogical, I think it's insanely dumb by Ron Rivera and the Carolina Panthers the way that they chose to end this game. Rivera was asked about this decision after the game. This is not Monday morning quarterbacking, or in this case, Friday morning quarterbacking. I was screaming, sneak the ball, watching live at the time that it happened. I imagine a lot of you were as well, is what Ron Rivera had to say when he was asked about it. 
What's the reasoning, though, uh, between that play that has had statistically the, the fourth and one camp sneaking, statistically has had such unprecedented success in the league, but now it is not the first option? Well, the, because we felt good about the play scoring a touchdown, and unfortunately it didn't work. I mean, that's all I can tell you. We felt good about the play. All right, first of all, it's not a good answer. Secondly, if you felt good about Christian McCaffrey scoring a touchdown, that's great. That's the ultimate goal uh, of the drive. But I actually think if you're looking at the clock, the better play here is to get a first down. Like get, It's great if Cam scores on the quarterback sneak, okay? You never want to complain about taking the lead, giving your team a chance to kick an extra point to take the lead with relatively limited amount of time left. But in an ideal scenario, you would get the first down and run another 40 seconds off the clock or so because the Bucks only had one timeout left because they were going to be able to come back and get a pretty good chance to get a field goal. Uh, if you doubt me, look at what happened at the end of the New Orleans Saints game uh, where they got a touchdown to Sean Watson. Again, you can't complain about it, but you don't want to leave anybody in the NFL a minute plus to be able to come back down the field against you when all they need is a field goal in order to win the game. So I thought this was an incredibly bad decision by the head coaching staff of the Carolina Panthers. Also, to be honest, a little bit of a bad decision of Cam, by Cam. You had a timeout here to discuss things. If you're Cam Newton, don't you have to go over and say to your head coach, I got this, I want to sneak it, put the ball in my hands, we'll take care of this. I, I, I'm going to talk about Cam here in a sec, but first, if you were actually asleep or you weren't able to watch last night, this is what that final play sounded like. Newton in the shotgun. McCaffrey behind him. Snapping Newton starts it. to leak to the right. They snap it to McCaffrey, who fakes a handoff. Trucks left. Stiff arm. It's going to be close at the one-yard line. It'll depend on where they mark it. The yeah. mark is not there, but the shake short. Buccaneer football. He didn't make it. So now the Carolina Panthers are in a really tough spot. They are 0-2. They have started off their season with two straight home games, and they've lost two close games. Now, maybe the Carolina Panthers are going to bounce back. Maybe they'll put themselves into a better position in the future. But I, I don't understand exactly why you would be remotely optimistic now if you are a Carolina Panthers fan. And in a larger context, is Cam Newton still your guy? It's crazy to say comparing Cam Newton now to in his MVP season when the Carolina Panthers went 17-1 and and went to the Super Bowl and then got waxed there in the Super Bowl by the Denver Broncos. But I'm not sure how many years Cam Newton has left as a starting quarterback in this league. He doesn't look particularly healthy. He doesn't look like he's got the same vim, figure, vitality that he's had in past years. And there may be an Andrew Luck-like situation here for Cam Newton where he's taken a physical beating over the years and doesn't necessarily have the same kind of longevity of other quarterbacks uh, who are around his age. Most quarterbacks, they're 30 years old. You're like, okay, they got six or seven years left in their career. There's nothing to worry about here. But do you really feel that way about, about Cam Newton and his future now? with the Carolina Panthers? I, I don't know that I do. And uh, that's definitely worth thinking about. And heck, it's something that Cam Newton himself is thinking about. Here's what he said after the game about his need 
to get in uh, and, and basically be soul searching. It's time for me to look myself in the mirror and, you know, do some real soul searching because I had opportunities tonight and um, I didn't get it done. So that's pretty basic. I had opportunities tonight. I didn't get it done. Cam Newton there. Uh, here is something else that's interesting. Cam is in the next to last year of his contract right now. He is scheduled to make, uh, let's see, $19 million next year, which would complete it and mean that he's made $118 million in his career. Cam will just be 31, uh, 31 years old next year. Is that it for him? If you were the Carolina Panthers right now, would you extend Cam Newton and pay him $20-plus million a year and make him your franchise quarterback for another four or five years after next year? I know we're still early in the 2019 season, but Cam doesn't look healthy. He doesn't look committed. He doesn't look very good as the starting quarterback right now of the Carolina Panthers. And I think that's a debate they're going to end up needing to have, and it may happen sooner than anybody anticipated because, again, next year – Cam Newton will be playing out the final year of his contract, and he's scheduled to make $19 million. He's already made a lot of money. Uh, the last six years of Cam Newton's career, $24 million, $20 million, $23 million, $15 million, $16.7, and $19 million next year. Uh, the cap hit next year for Cam Newton is $21 million. So I don't really think that the uh, Carolina Panthers really have anything they can do with him because of the hit that he, they would take under the salary cap. But, I mean, we're not far now from the Panthers having to look in the, look in the mirror here and say, man, where do we go from here? Uh, and what's our expectation for this season? Because I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but I can't imagine that they're – first of all, if you, if you start off 0-2 – there's a 90% chance that you are not going to make the playoffs in the NFL. If you start off 0-2 at home, I would think those chances are even infinitely lower. So if you're a Carolina Panthers fan listening to us right now, there might be a 5% chance that your team is a playoff caliber team and you've only played two games. Now, to make them feel a little bit better, they go on the road against the Arizona Cardinals, which is a must-win of all must-wins. Uh, but uh, but things are uh, are not necessarily looking up right now for uh, the Carolina Panthers in terms of what reasonable expectations are for them. Uh, let me bring in the crew really quick here just to talk about this fourth down play call. Were you stunned, Danny G, that they didn't run Cam Newton on the fourth and a half yard? And, I mean, again, 83% of the time when they've had Cam Newton on third and fourth down and run for the first down, he's gotten the first down. 83 out of 101 times or 84 out of 101 times. This is crazy to me. Yeah, I was yelling at my TV screen when I saw McCaffrey line up for that Philly special because you just need to get that first down. It's available to you. For sure, I thought they were going to line up where Cam was just going to fall forward and reach and get that first down. That's what they needed to do to get the first, kill the clock, win the game. What are you doing? So, yeah, I... I was scratching my head. That is not where you run a trick-type play. That is where you run a power formation and you just run it right at them or you reach forward for a quarterback sneak. I also don't think trick plays work very well when the trick play involves your best player because everybody's already got their eyes on your best player. It would be a little bit different if they had done that play and it's somebody in the backfield that you don't anticipate getting the ball. 
But Christian McCaffrey's the best offensive player on the Carolina Panthers right now. So every defensive player worth his salt has got to keep their eyes on what they're doing with Christian McCaffrey. And you took away any of the danger of Cam Newton even being involved in the play by having him walking out, talking, like trying to distract people, I guess, near the end of the line instead of actually being under center where you have to worry about Cam getting the ball and doing something. I guess their theory is, oh, the eyes are going to follow Cam Newton, but I don't buy into that. I mean, the eyes are going to follow the best player, and they've done that direct snap to Christian McCaffrey before, so anybody who's watched it on tape knows it's a possibility. Dub, you're an Auburn guy. You've seen Cam Newton over the years get first downs no matter what. You put him under center. This is stunning in its stupidity to me. I mean, maybe when it's the full fourth and one, I could maybe understand that play call. But after the double timeout flag where they get the ball fourth and a half yard, I mean, I'm not sure there's ever been a time in Cam Newton's life where he hasn't gotten that half yard just to get a first down. And like you said, I mean, Ron Rivera says they're going for the touchdown. But, I mean, with the amount of time that was left, I think the perfect play would be get a yard or a half yard, get the first down, have first and goal from the one with four downs to get it. And chances are you're going to win that game. I could not believe this play call. It was insanely stupid. I mean, it was just a perfect example of coaches overthinking things. And what's wild is they had a timeout. It's not like the clock was running and they were panicked and they were trying to figure out what to do and they didn't have enough time and they they made a poor decision. This came out of a timeout. And in fact, it came out of two timeouts because you got the penalty. So you were already closer. I I mean, again, I... I Part of me is is in disbelief that Cam Newton didn't say, hey, just give me the ball. But the first, the next time Cam Newton gets stopped on fourth down and a half yard, honestly, will be the first time I've ever seen Cam Newton stopped on fourth and a half yard. Eddie, were you thinking the same thing? Well, first of all, I want to commend Dub for bringing up the double timeout called by Bruce Arians. So stupid. How does he... How does he- He's a professional football coach. Everyone knows you can't call two consecutive timeouts. All right, but, but do not to get it's off topic. It's amazing to me. All of, I mean, that's such a good point. Let me just pause on this for a minute. All of the time that coaches spend obsessing, like they supposedly are working like 120 hours a week, right? Everybody brags about how much time they spend in the office, how much tape they're watching, all of these different aspects of their coaching career. What in the world is Bruce Arians doing? First of all, he didn't challenge the spot on the third down play on that same drive where it looked like where it looked like they just moved the ball. Did you guys notice yeah, that? Yeah, totally. Totally moved the ball like and put it forward. I'm not sure that the Panthers got the first down there, which would have created, if I'm not mistaken, a fourth down there, right? Like they would have had was that fourth down on the It play? would have been a fourth down, yeah. It would have been a fourth down. So you're you're no longer going to have a challenge left how did Bruce Arians not challenge that play okay that was incredible mismanagement on his part but then to be in that situation and make that mistake which should have guaranteed effectively the Carolina Panthers a first down how can you be that dumb I I just I don't understand how you can work a hundred hours on a game plan and then be so bad on the sideline that you call back-to-back timeouts, which basically gifted the Carolina Panthers a first down there, except they overthought it, and the Bucks got a big win against them. So I sorry, I just want to. No, you're right. It's so stupid that it drives me insane. I don't know that I've had two consecutive plays, one for each team, where I was yelling at the TV saying, "What are you doing?" and then "What are you doing?" It was it was unbelievable. 
But as far as the call, I mean, you, you talk about Christian McCaffrey being the best player for the Panthers, and I, I agree with you. So I get the thinking of the game's on the line. I want the ball in the hands of my best player. But I think coaches also sometimes outthink themselves when it's a, when it's a foot for a first down, and you've got a quarterback that has the best combination of athleticism and size in the NFL. Don't overthink it. Just you're if, even if you don't get the touchdown, you're going to get the first down if he just goes forward a foot. So yeah. This is where I give credit to like Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback sneaker of all time, but you don't overthink it when the ball is right there and you literally have to extend it like the length of a football and you're taking snap from under center, give it to the and Brady's not anywhere near the physical asset that that Cam Newton is and he almost always gets it on fourth down. He just gooses the 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 center and they go. I mean, and as a quarterback, you control when the snap goes, not to mention like you put Cam Newton under center there and you give him the ability to call the play, you know, in terms of the snap count, there's a good chance you get somebody to jump off sides there too because everybody is so goosed up and ready to go that they want to try to stop that short yardage play. So, and again, it's just so dumb that Ron Rivera canceled out the stupidity of Bruce Arians. But what what's crazy about Arians as well is he also loses that timeout right? I mean, they take it off the board, I believe, right? I think you lose the timeout when you incorrectly call one because if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think the uh, the Bucks were down to one timeout then, which means that if you sneak quarterback, quarterback sneak Cam Newton, they can only call one more timeout to stop the clock. So if you run the ball again with a Cam Newton sneak, you're taking the ball all the way down to like 20 seconds or so. Like you're basically running the clock all the way down if you don't score to the point where the Bucks can't get the ball and be able to score back because they can't stop uh, your the clock after uh, because they just wasted a couple of timeouts. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, uh, hope all of you are having a fantastic start to your Friday. Question that I just tossed out there as we went to break. I don't think there's very many people out there that believe Jameis Winston is the long-range future of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but he was better than Cam Newton was last night. Winston wasn't great, got away with a couple of bad throws that could have been picked off, was awful in week one where he threw three picks Worst quarterback in the NFL in week one starting. But he bounced back, and they got a win on the road. It was Jameis Winston's first win on the road after losing 12 straight starts on the road. Who has more games that they will start at quarterback in the rest of their career? I I mean, I, it might sound like a crazy question in theory, but you just heard us talking with Lance Taylor that right now Cam Newton is 30. Jameis Winston is, I think, only 25. And I don't really know that Cam Newton play. I mean, I mean, I mean this honestly. I don't know that Cam Newton plays after next season anymore in the NFL. I think we could have a budding Andrew Luck-like situation where Cam Newton's fire and desire to play this game isn't at a high level. He's made over $100 million. And... I just I question whether he's going to want to play after his contract is done next year. So Jameis Winston, I think, wants to continue to play as long as he can in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be the answer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's hard for me to believe that they're going to franchise tag him. He's a free agent after this year. Or that the Bucs are going to look at what Jameis has done and say, hey, you know what, we're comfortable giving you $70 million guaranteed and keeping you as our guy going forward. Who starts more games at quarterback for the rest of their career? Jameis Winston or Cam Newton? Danny G. Sounds crazy because I would have never said this last football season, but Jameis Winston probably because... Is that based on age? Age, injuries, and body language. Cam looks uncomfortable, at least he did in yesterday's game, and most of the time like he'd rather be somewhere else. Because of the nagging injuries, he just 
does not look right. And you would have thought that after this offseason to fully heal or at least get 80% of the way there, that he would not be, you know, dragging a little bit on the field the way he looked yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I think it is, uh, it, it's wild. I, I think you might be right. I think I might go Jameis. What about you, uh, Dub? Which would you go with? Which quarterback will, and by the way, I don't think either of these quarterbacks is going to end up starting for years and years into the future. But I think after watching the last night's game and seeing Cam and his body language and everything about him, I feel like he's almost done with playing quarterback in the NFL. And certainly he's regressing in terms of his overall stats ever since he won the MVP and went to the Super Bowl. He's gotten worse every year. The throws that he was missing last night are flat out inexplicable for a guy who's got a $100 million contract and was the NFL MVP at one point. I just I don't buy into the fact that he's got that many years left as a starting quarterback. And I think this is where Jameis Winston being five years younger factors in in a big way. Who starts more games in your mind going forward. Yeah, I think I agree with Danny G. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, that crossing route on the second-to-last drive on third down to Samuel, that could have gone for six, and you're right. You would expect any starting high school quarterback in America to be able to make that throw. You would be furious if you were coaching high school football and your guy missed the crossing route right in front of him with a wide-open receiver that badly. Like, that's a throw. It's not a throw that an NFL quarterback starting has to make. That's a throw that every starting quarterback in high school has to make. I mean, it's an unimaginable miss. I mean, and I look at it this way. I think Jameis has a better chance to start 30 more games than Cam Newton does. I think Cam, you're right, could very well be done after next year when his contract is over. It's crazy. Eddie, are you also in agreement that Jameis is going to start more games right now if you were betting in the NFL than Cam Newton will? Yeah, I have to agree with you guys in just about every way. And and going into this game... I wouldn't have thought that, you know, but after seeing his performance, after seeing and, you know, I noticed like he'd break the huddle and he would stay on a knee for like two seconds yes, while everyone weird. else was was lining up. And it just looked like he, either he wasn't feeling right or he just wasn't interested. Uh, and then when you add in the age and the health, I it, I, I'm, I have to agree with you, but it's crazy to say that almost. I, I'd have to go Jameis, too. And and I mean it's I mean it's utterly wild to think about because it's not like I don't think anybody here is endorsing Jameis Winston as having some likely long career as a starting quarterback in the NFL where he's going to play till he's thirty five or something another decade, but it just looks like that much Cam Newton is done. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at six a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific. A lot of you watched the game last night between the Panthers. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're still sitting around saying, why in the world did they not quarterback sneak Cam Newton? Uh, But you also can watch it on Hulu. Some of you are still learning that. That's news that hasn't hit you yet. Yes, you can watch pro football on Hulu. Besides Thursday night football, you can also catch Sunday night football and Monday night football on Hulu as well. You can watch the biggest football games, sporting events, news, and shows with Hulu on over 60-plus channels without a cable subscription. Start your free trial today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Learn more at Hulu.com and check out all the primetime games this year on Hulu. We're joined now by national championship winning coach Bob Stoops. He's got a new book out, No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach. Uh, You can find that at bookstores everywhere across the country. And uh, Coach Stoops, appreciate you joining us uh, early on this Friday morning. I'm curious, are you more nervous watching Oklahoma games now that you're no longer coaching there (laughs) or having been on the sideline actually coaching them? 
Well, good morning, Clay, but and thanks for having me. But um, oh yeah, it's it's a lot more nervous when you're uh, uh, when you're just sitting there watching it as opposed to when you're in the middle of it, you know. So uh, it's a lot different. No, no question. I'm more nervous watching it now than than I was being in the middle of it, you know. One of the things I'm most fascinated about involving your career is you're a defensive guy. And for people who did, don't remember, you were with Steve Spurrier during the fun and gun days at Florida. Then you head out to Oklahoma and take the job there. But you've been very progressive in terms of adopting offensive uh, attacks that are ahead of the curve. Defensively, was that because you were seeing how effective those offenses were and you were willing to take that risk? Because a lot of defensive guys tend to not have embraced sort of the wide-open offenses. You did. Why? Uh, Because I was having such a hard time dealing with Kentucky uh, when I was a defensive coordinator at Florida. Uh, Yeah. They were the hardest team to stop. And I I always look at, check out the statistics, and they always – they led the league in time of possession. They led the league in first downs. They led the league usually in yards. And they didn't have the best players. And I thought, well, if I can bring that same system to Oklahoma and get maybe the best players or better players, we could even do more with it. And and that's, you know, I, at the time, Hal Mummy was the head coach at Kentucky and running there, right? He's the one who kind of really originated it. And his understudies, Mike, uh, Mike Leach. So, I, I couldn't get Hal to give up his head coaching job to come with me, so I said, could Mike Leach do this? And he said, absolutely, he'd, he'd be great. That was all it took. I, I Then I asked Mike to come be our offensive coordinator, and boom, we've been rolling with it ever since. Uh, how how soon did you know Lincoln Riley was going to be a really good offensive coordinator? Oh, I knew in the, you know, after, you know some, somewhere in that first year working with him at, at OU, um, you know, he he just so poised, intelligent at what he does and the way he play calls, but also he relates so well with the players and and with the, with that poise there's a great competitiveness and toughness. So all of it he has really all the attributes to he's gonna continue to have a you know, be a, be a great head coach as well as a play caller. Uh, what about Baker Mayfield? Uh, there are a lot of people out there, obviously, now who are uh, are learning still in the NFL how good Baker Mayfield can be from a game-to-game basis. But he walked on with you guys. He came in. I know he was at Texas Tech, and you were somewhat familiar with him. But did his growth blow you away? Or if I had told you, hey, this guy's going to one day be the number one pick and also win the Heisman Trophy, would you have believed me when he got to Oklahoma? Well, not initially, but it didn't take us long to – you know, we put him on scholarship within a month of being on campus just, just because of the way he worked out and, you know, the way he was with all the, uh, his teammates and just the leadership and uh, the way he worked. Uh, and then when, once you saw him start to play, we, we watched him in spring ball and then early on in, in uh, fall camp, uh, you could just tell, um, you know, the efficiency. He, he'd run around on the scout team going against the defense, just making play after play, throwing great passes. But, you know, running around scrambling is like you like you see him do. So it didn't take long to, you know, once you saw him on the football field, you knew he was going to be something pretty special. We're talking to Oklahoma former Oklahoma coach uh, Bob Stoops. Now you have decided to go back into coaching in the XFL. Oliver Luck is obviously instrumental in running the new XFL league. What was it about that opportunity that were for you was was not one you could pass up? Well, first of all, as you said, Oliver Luck, the, the commissioner, I, I really believe in. He's a 
really an accomplished guy, uh, really believe in his leadership. And, and the owner, Vince McMahon, they, they, uh, uh, they've really been diligent in taking the time to get this right and, and to build up to it. And I'm um, looking forward to working with Luther players. You know, if you think of the last five or ten guys that are cut from every NFL team, there's a lot of good football players there. And then they need, you know, a, a place to play to, to be able to continue to show what they can do as a player. And so I'm looking forward to working with them in that way. Uh, we've already got great TV deals in place, uh, national television with Fox and ESPN both. You know, so a lot of it really just added up for me. And uh, I'm, I'm going to play. We're, we're excited. I think there's going to be some exciting and fun football to watch. One of the things you guys can do in the XFL is you don't have an age restriction. So let's say that there are star players that are in college that you know are good. Do you think it would make sense for some of those players to come earlier to the XFL than they might be willing to go to the NFL or able to go to the NFL, I should say? Is that an avenue that to you would make sense? Or are you looking at the XFL as more of a league for guys who finished and exhausted their college career who aren't quite good enough for the NFL? Well, I, I think uh, I think that's what we're going to focus on is just the latter, just what you said, players that are finished with their college careers and, and – uh, you know, for, for whatever reason, are just on the outside edge of the NFL. Uh, there may be some outliers that, that you know, with, with some guys that, uh, uh, you know, that may come uh, earlier, but I don't think that's something that we're looking to focus on. Like an, an example would be, for instance, a Trevor Lawrence, who is going to be a, a high NFL draft pick. Would, it, would you be interested, like if he called you up and he said, hey, I'm thinking about coming out of college a year early, do you think that route to the XFL could make sense for a player like Trevor Lawrence, or what would you respond if a player like that calls you up and talks about this new opportunity in the XFL? Well, again, I, I think Trevor Lawrence is a huge outlier. Uh, he's not going to make that call. Uh, other people that do, we'll see. You know, I think that's something that the commissioner all over luck in the in – the, you know, the XFL office would have to entertain and look at. But again, it isn't something that I think is at all going to be something that we're focused on. We're talking to Bob Stoops. Tell me about the book. If people are out there right now and they're headed into their football weekend, getting ready for college football in the NFL, why would they enjoy your book? What should they know about it? Well, the, the, the reason I did it, uh, a lot of people have asked me through the years, coaches from all different levels and even other business people, whatever is. My path, how did I become, you know, how did I work my way into being the head coach in Oklahoma? And the other, uh, and, and you know, it's hard to answer that question in five, ten-minute conversation because it's such a long journey and everyone lives a different life. Uh, as well as, uh, you know, how did I, you know, turn Oklahoma around so fast within our second year we go on to see win the national championship after a bunch of years of, of you know, of, wandered squandering around not even being in the bowl game so um you know those are the things uh, there's a lot of those principles and our methods and what we felt was important that are that are in in the book as well as a lot of great stories through the years so my path is laid out our attitude and you know characteristics of us turning the program around are laid out and also how we why, how were we so consistently successful over the last 20 years, you know, we just over and over and over have always been in the, you know, the, the championship hunt and uh, winning conference championships and uh, without any real lulls. And, and, you know, again, what, what were our principles and, 
you know, how, what was our attitude and the way we did that. So anyway, there's a lot of good stories in it as well. We're talking to Bob Stoops. You obviously just mentioned it. You had immediate success at Oklahoma. You had incredible success over the years. You're going to be coaching in the XFL. And you had success at a storied program that had had some difficulties in the years before. When you see like a Florida State struggling or a Tennessee struggling, does any part of you think, do you still have that itch at all to coach college football again? Or do you think that part of your life is over? Well, we'll see. You know, I, I, I believe, you know, when I stepped away, if I, if I wanted to continue to coach in college, uh, I would have stayed at Oklahoma. Uh, I just felt I had run my course there and, and uh, you know, just needed some time and space of my own. And, and, and I got that. And, uh, right now, I'm excited about the new adventure here going into the XFL and, you know, starting from scratch is really exciting as well. So we'll see where it leads. I know everybody loves to. They, they want you to define your life uh, from year to year, and everybody always wants forever and never. And uh, I, don't, I don't know how you ever say that. You just never know what the good Lord's going to bring you. When you were coaching defenses at Florida, would you have ever believed that the Tennessee program that you guys were driving insane, but you were maybe the only team that could beat Tennessee in the 90s, that they would lose to Georgia State and BYU back-to-back and be sitting where they are now? Well, I, I'm not one to – at all to pile on or to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to speak to that. That's I'm not there at Tennessee knowing what's going on or I'm not a part of that. So I'm pretty careful not to speak on something that I'm not a part of. All right. One last question for you. Uh, your time with Steve Spurrier, there's a story and I, and I, I believe it's true that the way Steve Spurrier would coach, there's a story about you guys being in the surf and like chilling and body surfing as you got ready for a big game against Tennessee and Spurrier turns to you and says, hey, what do you think those guys at Tennessee are doing right now? And it was kind of the effervescent way that he coached at that point in time. Is that story true? And what was it like? What did you learn from Steve Spurrier during those fun and gun days that you then took as your own uh, coach? Well, I first of all, I emulated about everything we do at Oklahoma from Florida and the way we did things with him uh, during those years. I was with them 96, 7, and 8. So, uh, so a great deal I have uh, emulated or you know brought from from what we were, he was doing at Florida, and uh, that is true. We were in the we had an off week before we played Florida my first year in ninety. I mean, before we played Tennessee there in ninety six, and my wives had already gone over to the beach, and he and I were going over after practice. I think on a Thursday, and uh, we're floating around in the water on Friday. You know, we used to body surf, ride some waves, and he says, "Bobby, you think you think Phil Fulmer's in the ocean today?" <laughs> I said, "No, I'm sure he's not coaching." I said, "I said I could hardly believe that I am." So, uh, but he he had a different way of uh, confidence and uh, attitude, and and really loved loved those. Uh, he loved those huge games, uh, you know, and he. He uh, really it rubbed off on me to really look forward to those kind of games. Outstanding stuff as always. Be looking forward to watching you on the sideline in the XFL. And again, the book is out. Bob Stoops has written a book. It's in bookstores everywhere. Appreciate you starting your morning with us, Coach. Hey, great to be with you. Have a good day. That's Bob Stoops. The book is out. Let me give you the name of the book in the event that you are intrigued there. I kind of intrigued with him. No excuses. The making of a head coach, Bob Stoops. He didn't really slam the door there on the idea of coming back to college football, did he? Now in the XFL, but 
uh, but that sounds like he'd be open to the idea. When initially he retired at Oklahoma, the idea was, oh, he's never going to coach again. We need to grab that cut, though, but, you know, specifically asked whether he'd be interested in coaching in college football again. Certainly sounds like he'd be open to the idea if the opportunity made sense. And, look, he came back to coach in the XFL, too. He may love it there and not want to leave pro football, but that's pretty intriguing in and of itself. Didn't you think, Danny G? Yeah. When he said that, I was like, oh, Clay just made another headline, um, If especially if we see him coaching very well on the XFL sideline, you know all of the mumbling and rumbling will begin. Oh, yeah, that's pretty wild. Uh, all right, when we come back, Joel Klatt, we're scheduled to be joined by him. I'm not even sure what game he's got this week. Does anybody know what the noon game is on uh, – on? oh, he's got Indiana-Ohio State. Ohio State going on the road against Indiana. So I believe he will be uh, there from Bloomington. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be friday the 13th is here let's go ahead and bring in joel clatt at joel clatt on twitter joel uh i appreciate you joining us here um so a couple things did you watch any of the game last night no i was actually on a flight so I, i didn't get a chance to see it all right you know cam newton though right when yeah. you also played quarterback, one of the most frustrating things imaginable to me is at the end of the game last night, you had a situation where all Cam Newton had to do was gain a half yard and they get a first down and they're at the one yard line. They probably are going to win the game. And instead, and I know this drives you crazy sometimes, the offensive coaching staff overthinks it. They direct snap to Christian McCaffrey. He gets stopped trying to run wide. He doesn't get the first down. Is the quarterback sneak the most underutilized play in all of the entirety, I feel like, of the offensive playbook because it's so boring that people don't want to do it? It's almost like scoring a point in tennis, you know, how people apologize if they hit the net. But the quarterback sneak seems to me like it's so underutilized. I think it's it's, yes and no, Clay. I think it's overused when it's, when it's like fourth down and you have to have it, and then you got everybody in there just jammed in there for the quarterback sneak, and it's underutilized at times when the Patriots like to use it, which is like third down and short, and they yeah. just move the chains. The second down and short, it's like just Tom Brady always just like dives for a first down. It's like okay, new set of downs. Here we go. Um, I think that's when it's underutilized uh, is when it's not as obvious. Um, but not having seen the situation, if it was like a real like big gear up for fourth and short goal line situation, I mean, I can tell you, I hated sneaking it in that, yeah. <laughs> that time. <laughs> you know, because what ends up happening is two things. Not to get too deep on this, but two things: the defense knows you're not going to use a hard cadence. You know, like you're not going to go on two because a penalty at that point is is so detrimental to your success and so they are like chomping at the bit to get after it and and your center is generally not going to get a lot of push because to try to snap the ball and get push in a short yardage situation is extremely tough so unless there's a little bubble in the defense where i can dive to and more go towards my guard rather than just my center then I hated quarterback sneaking when it was kind of an obvious sneak situation. No, that's interesting. All right, so uh, we're going to get to your game, and you're hosting. Uh, you got the big noon kickoff for Fox, and I believe you're in Bloomington, Indiana, if I'm not mistaken, to get ready for that game tomorrow. Which hey, be- you'll love this, by yeah. the way. You love things like this just because you have hate in your heart as yes. well. I'm staying. I'm not going to give you the brand of hotel. I'm staying at the worst hotel <laughs> I've ever stayed – well, I won't say ever. Since Medicine Hat Canada when I was in minor league baseball, <laughs> this is easily the worst hotel since that point in my life. How did life. you end up there? Well, someone drove me here. No, I mean, no, I no, I know, I mean, but how – like Fox is not a, uh, you know, like uh, a company that is cheap. near bankruptcy. Yes. Right, right. No, so how um, did you end I'm up in this sure. location? 
I have no idea. I, I, I don't generally get involved in the decisions about where we're going to stay. But I walked in, man, and I was like, oh, boy, this is – I'm on the – first of all, I'm on the first floor, which just freaks me out. I don't – like, who who likes staying on the first floor of a hotel? Oh, my gosh. Is it the kind this of place is, where, like, people who are staying there might see you in the lobby and be like, why is Joel Klatt staying here? A thousand percent. And I was dropped off by, like, a car service, you know? No, yeah. I mean, and – I know people are probably rolling their eyes. They're like, hey, shut up. You're <laughs> such an elitist, which which is fine. I deserve that. I, I get that. <laughs> there, were, there were like, I don't want to exaggerate. I think there were six, maybe seven people directly outside of the hotel firing heaters down when I got <laughs> dropped off by this car service. And they were looking at me like, what in God's name is a car service doing in front of this hotel. And I got out and they were all looking at me and I was like, I was like, how, how are you guys doing tonight? And almost none of them answered. It was like the record stopping. And then in the back of my mind, I was like, do we really still have like group smoke sessions? What's happening? Who's, who still smokes? What's, What's going on? Uh, it is so. It, have you talked to Gus or anybody else on the crew? Uh, Jenny, uh, Jenny, uh, Jenny Taft. Uh, have you seen them since you got there? I got in late. I have not seen Jenny. I can tell you right now, Gus is still in Indianapolis. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way he's here. There's no way he's here. And I'm about to drive back to Indianapolis myself. This in is- fact, I actually called one of our BAs, uh, Andrew Wolf, last night. And I was like, hey, Andrew, do you have a rental car? And he's like, yeah, why? And I was like, is it nice? And he says, yeah, why? And I was like, can I sleep in it tonight? (laughs) (laughs) So so this will be funny for you, too. When uh, I'm trying to remember what the game was. It was out at Arlington, and Jenny Taft and I were on the road covering it. And I'm trying to think who was playing. And do you remember the national title game that might have taken place at Jerry's World? Maybe three or four years ago. It was the first one, Ohio State, Oregon. Was it Ohio State, Oregon? I maybe that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. So we were staying there in uh, in Arlington, and the hotel was atrocious. Like it was. I mean, but the reason is, if you've ever been out near Arlington, there aren't actually there's that many hotels. Stay. Yeah, there's right. no there's nowhere to stay. So uh, like we were leaving, and I was gonna maybe stay, and then I was like, you know what? I don't even feel comfortable letting Jenny walk back into that hotel by herself like if you so this is the kind of situation I've also had this to happen before at Oakmont uh for the U.S. Open I stayed in such a uh such a crappy place that I was like I I mean like I don't even want to be going at at dark you know like I don't even want to be going in and out of this hotel (laughs) you know like Oakmont is Oakmont is like also out in the middle of nowhere but Bloomington there are a lot of hotels in Bloomington based on my experience so I don't know how you would end up in the worst hotel in Bloomington I, I mean, maybe, I, maybe it's that there's a lot of Ohio State fans here. I'm not, I'm not totally sure. But Fox sure. knows uh, that the game is going on. It's not like they suddenly were like, "Oh, hey, we're calling." Like they could book a place months ago. And usually, doesn't the school reserve like help to reserve rooms for the broadcast team? I'm, I'm not totally certain. I would love to get to the bottom of this, though. I, I really would love to get to the I bottom just, of I this. I want to hear from uh, – We need. I almost wish you would wake up Jenny so we could get Jenny's responses because she flew <laughs> – like, she, if you thought – because, I mean, think about it. You are pulling up at night in a car service and there's a bunch of dudes standing outside smoking 
and like at least you're a guy getting out of the car by yourself. You're not an attractive woman who was in Los Angeles on a on a television set, and then the next thing she knows, she's showing up at a random hotel with a bunch of dudes smoking cigarettes outside of a Bloomington Roach house that you're sleeping in, right? Like that for you was awkward. It had to be a lot more awkward for her. Maybe not. Maybe she's less of a diva than you are. Well, that's what I'm almost nervous. If she's not like appalled as as I am, then I've got some some serious soul searching to do, and there's going to be some some serious self reflection going on. If she's like, "Oh, how was your night?" You, you know, and I'm like, "Yeah, how's the hotel?" And she's like, "Oh, it's fine." I'm gonna I'm gonna literally like my heart's gonna sink because the whole my whole reality is gonna come crash, crashing down on me that I am now. Just as, as you're an Orange County spoiled diva. So here's the, 100%. the you'll appreciate this. When we a couple of years ago, we went up to Traverse City, Michigan, in the summer. Fabulous place. If you haven't ever been to Northern Michigan, like beautiful, it's fantastic. It's also kind of popular. So I put my wife in charge of booking a place to stay. Right? I was busy. I was like, you take care of it. So she gets an Airbnb, like a house. You know, I'm like, because we got you know three kids, nanny. Like we got we got our whole traveling crew. Right? We need some space. So I'm like, that's fine. We pull up in front of the house. And I'm like, is this the? Are you sure this is the right address? She's like, oh yeah, this is the house. And so we get out, and my kids are like, Dad, I I don't want to stay. Are we staying here, Dad? You know, it's like, <laughs> like it has like a chain link fence. Like there's no there's no there's no like uh, grass, oh, right? Like it's just so a good. huge dirt yard. Like I, I mean, it is like a, a an awful awful looking place. And I'm like, we we paid to stay here. And she's like, you you're not gonna complain. You know, you, you know your wife. Like anytime a woman oh, yeah. makes a choice, like and you disagree with it, if you dare to raise the issue, it's like what in like. Well, I, I, you know how hard I had to find a place to stay? Like, it was almost impossible. Meanwhile, you know, I pull out my, uh, as soon as we get in, I'm like, I pull out my phone and you're like, should I even say this? I'm like, we usually, I usually stay at the Intercontinental Hotels, right? So I've got the Intercontinental app on my phone and we can a lot of times stay for free, right? And so I get into the, uh, and by, by the way, Traverse City's not usually very hot. It's 95 degrees, all right? And I walk into <laughs> no the house. No way that house has air conditioning. Doesn't either. have air conditioning. And I walk in this house, this like old decrepit house, and I'm like, does this house have air conditioning? And she's like, I didn't check. And so we walk in. It's no air conditioning in the house, right? So, uh, and I don't know what we, it's not like we paid a ton of money for it, but it's a vacation. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So we get in the house. I get out my phone. I get on the app. And I'm like, uh, I've never done this before, but I'm like, I'm just going to book us a hotel. There's available room, like walking distance from right here. She's like, there's no rooms. We couldn't find any rooms. And like, I get on my app and there's a brand new, I, I don't, it wasn't like it was a fan, like a Holiday Inn Express or something, right? Like ju- literally like within sight distance. And I'm like, I'm just going to book us a hotel room. And then you get into an argument. She's like, we're not going to waste that money. And I'm like, first of all, I make all the money. All right. I'm on vacation. <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, you yeah. did not say I that. said, I no, make all the didn't. money. So I'm oh, wasting the money. Geez. And I'm like, and I'm going to book us a hotel room because it has air conditioning. We can all just sleep in the room. Like, there'll be no issue. And so the vacation's just all automatically ruined there. I swear to God, though, that night, Joel, it's like 150 degrees. I'm trying to sleep. I got a eight. I'm sleeping. <laughs> I'm sleeping in my own bed with my eight-year-old or six-year-old, I think, at the time, because my wife is like, "Well, I'm sli- you're sleeping with one of the kids tonight, you know?" And like, she's up. She's she's upstairs in some other like loft. And I swear to God, this is 100 percent true. I it's the middle of the night. I'm watching Billions on my phone. Um, you know, it's like season one of Billions. My uh, he's six, I think, or five or whatever. My middle son is asleep in the bed next to me, and uh, I turn off Billions and I go to sleep. And it's like 150 degrees. It's hard to sleep. 
And in the middle of the night, my son wakes up and he just screams. It's like a blood-curdling scream like a kid will do when he's having a nightmare. And like yeah. I just jolt awake. And, you know, I, I swear to God, in this old, decrepit house, I, I'm one, I, on, my, on the Bible, on whatever you want me to swear on, there is a ghost in the house. I've told this story before. There is a – I've never have seen Stop anything it. supernatural before in my life. There is a woman – uh, like with a, like a black dress on, and I initially think it's either my wife or our nanny, right? Like walking through the kitchen, I and then I'm like, wait a minute, like this is a you know old woman, and it's also someone dressed in like really old clothing, and you know this is like a turn of the century house there in Traverse City, Michigan, and as I'm watching there, like with chill, you know, pinpricks up on my hand, on my arms, and everything else, she just floats across the room and disappears. Stop it. A hundred percent true. And so this is where it's going to get a little bit eerie. It is Friday the 13th. I wasn't planning this if you hadn't started talking about your, your awful hotel. So I, uh, I get up, I walk through, you know, I walk around the house, both the girls, you know, nanny and my wife are still sleeping. All the kids are asleep. You know, my kid who had screamed out immediately goes back to sleep and there's nothing like there's nothing like nothing like there's no like uh, and there's nothing that, and, and I go back and walk and sit back in my bed and look like there's nothing that I can look at, and you would see it, and it would look like what I saw, which was a ghost. All right, so we end up keep the place there. We stay a couple of nights in a hotel too because I'm a diva now and I got to have air conditioning. And uh, and when we leave, my wife uh, gets a call from the woman who is owns the Airbnb, and she's like, "How was it?" And my wife lies. She's like, "Oh, it was fantastic." Uh, and, uh, and she said, but by the way, she said, by the way, have you ever had anybody talk about any ghosts in, in this place? And the woman says, well, it's interesting that you mentioned that there was an old woman who lived in that house for a very, very long time. And she died there. And guests have told us that they have seen an old woman in like an old dress in that house. She Stop. had no, no, yes. no. She, she had no, no idea what this. no idea what I had seen. The the woman who rents the Airbnb described exactly what I had seen as other people have said they saw it too. I that, that's giving me chills. That's yeah. a lie. You're lying to me. That's You're 100% true. And I'm not I'm not I'm not the kind of like I'm not ghost guy like I'm willing to believe there are lots of things we don't understand in this world, but when my wife said that and hung up the phone, like all the hair was standing up on my arms because, you know, when you see, like, I've never had anything like that happen, never had any, like, supernatural type thing happen before. And when you see something like that, you're almost a little bit embarrassed to even say that you saw something like that. Yeah. And, so, I mean, and you just said it on, on live on the air. I'm embarrassed for you. But yeah. Really? Yes. Like, really? Yes, I believe I have seen a ghost, and I think it was the same ghost that other people saw in the same house that I had never heard anything That's about. That's more prevalent than than we think. Like you do great, you do great polls on Twitter. Throw yeah. out on Twitter right now, would you? Would you guys do this as a show? Throw out on poll. Like, do you have believe you in, seen a ghost in your life, or just do you Not believe? believe. In, like, yeah, I guess believe. I guess believe. You can say, do you believe in ghosts? Yes or no. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't really have a strong opinion. I believe there are lots of things in the world. Now you do, though, 100%. I definitely bl- I believe in ghosts. Yes. I 100% believe in ghosts. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. This is crazy. All because my wife booked that crappy place on the Airbnb up in Traverse City that we ended up staying in, 
and uh, and because I happened to see a ghost. And the only reason I would have saw it, seen it is because my kid screamed out, right? I mean, he screamed out and woke me up in the middle of sleep. Otherwise, you know, I would have never been – the whole house was asleep. And it's just at I that mean, instant. How, how clear did you see this? Was this just like – was it like a blur – was it like a? I mean, was it could have been? A, could it have been a shadow? Was I like I, I went. Look, around, I am I know? am like, a I am a skeptic and a cynic. You know me in in life. Like I am the person who is going to be like, oh, that's not a rainbow. That's just you know, like I am. I do not. I'm not the kind of person who just believes in like, uh, you know, like puppy dogs and unicorns or whatever you want to say, right? So I I, I was a hundred percent cognizant of it, such that I wasn't scared. Right, it wasn't like I felt fearful because it did. It didn't seem like an angry spirit. It seemed like you know, like an old grandmotherly, friendly person to the extent that I could feel anything. And I went back. I mean, I wrote about it on Outkick. I mean, that, so you can go read if you type in "ghost" on Outkick, you can go read about it. I mean, this has been like three years ago, maybe now. Um, and you know, like I saw it, and and then I went back and redid like everything. Right, I went and set back the exact place in the bed. I went and walked around like, is there any way that it could have been a mirror? Is there any way that it could have been like, uh, you know, there's some like curtains that are blowing in the right way. You know, like there's nothing else to explain what I saw other than what I saw. Now, could I have been, could I, could my mind be playing tricks on me? Could all those things have happened? Sure. Like I'm not claiming that what I saw, you know, eyewitness testimony in court is some of the least reliable, but I'm just telling you what I saw if I were, sitting on a you know if I had to put my hand on a bible and testify in a court I would sit there if they put me on a you know like a uh, a lie detector test I can't tell you that what I saw was 100% real but I can tell you that I would pass a lie detector test because I believe what I saw was a ghost that's wild yeah that's absolutely wild Clay Travis ghost guy ghost guy Big ghost guy would never. You would have not believed that before you came on this show I that I was a ghost guy. I never believed that I, because you are a skeptic and a cynic, and you generally hate everything. And you're a ghost guy. Yeah, a- absolutely true. And by the way, my phone is just blown up with everybody. A bunch of Fox producers are driving into work right now, <laughs> and they're all they're all freaked out by the ghost story. Can you come back with us? By the way, assuming you're not murdered in your awful hotel in Bloomington, and finish the show. <laughs> Uh, all we right. could actually talk about a little college yeah. football. Joel Klatt. These walls, these walls are so thin. I may be murdered. Oh, I don't by know. I, I, some I, of the other. This papers. is a hell of a. This is a hell of a tease. Joel Klatt, unless he's murdered in his crappy hotel, will be with us when we come back. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick: The Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right. Joel Klatt, if he's still alive, about to be with us quickly. Let me hit you with my gambling picks for the weekend. Washington State, Houston, that's tonight. The over, Ohio State, Indiana, that's the game that Joel Klatt is calling. I've got Indiana. Kansas State, Mississippi State, the under. Pittsburgh, Penn State, I like Penn State. FAU, Ball State, I got the over. Stanford, Central Florida, I like UCF. Bama at South Carolina, I like Bama. USC at BYU, I like the under. Iowa, Iowa State, the under. Florida, Kentucky, the under. It's my blood bank guarantee, baby. Uh, Clemson, I like to blow out Syracuse. And Oklahoma, I like to handle UCLA. Joel Klatt, if he's still alive with us now, what do you think about that game uh, between Indiana and Ohio State, the one that you're calling tomorrow? I think the interesting part about it is that Indiana has come so close to beating one of these big boys in the Big Ten East 
you know, each of the last few years. And they are much better this year. They're better on defense. They're better on offense. Their quarterback, Michael Penix, is a young guy with a really strong arm. He's got some good elusiveness. He's going to be a game-time decision, actually. Uh, but for me, it, you know, it doesn't matter quite as much because his backup, Peyton Ramsey, is the one that threw for over 300 yards against Ohio State last year, 322 yards and three touchdowns, and that one was on the road. Uh, so I think it's going to be an interesting game. What I'm most excited to see, though, is actually the Ohio State pass rush. Chase Young, I think, is the best player in college football, uh, Clay. I think he's going to be the number one draft pick if, if there's not a quarterback that gets selected number one. Um, and so to watch him get after the passer is one of my most favorite things to watch in college football. And uh, we get a chance on Saturday as well. I'll update you on the poll question about whether people believe in ghosts or not here momentarily. But first, we had uh, Bob Stoops on this hour right before you. I asked him whether he might be interested in coaching in college football again. I know you know him well. I want to get your reaction to what he told me. When you see like a Florida State struggling or a Tennessee struggling, does any part of you think do you still have that itch at all to coach college football again, or do you think that part of your life is over? Well, we'll see. You know, I I, I believe you know when I stepped away, if I if I wanted to continue to coach in college, uh, I would have stayed at Oklahoma. Uh, I just felt I had run my course there, and and uh, you know just needed some time and space of my own, and and, and I got that. Uh, right now, I'm excited about the new adventure here going into the XFL and, you know, starting from scratch is really exciting as well. So we'll see where it leads. I know everybody loves to, they, they want you to define your life uh, from year to year, and everybody always wants forever and never. And uh, I, don't, I don't know how you ever say that. You just never know what the good Lord's going to bring you. That kind of sounds like he might be interested in coming back to college football, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it's interesting. I mean, I know Bob well. Yeah. Um, and Clay, like to this point, I would have told you that he would have answered that in a very affirmative way that he was not coming back. So for me to hear that answer out of him, now he also tried to kind of shape it in a way of like, hey, you're always asked about forever and ever, and that's hard to define. I understand that completely. Uh, I think you understand that too. But I, I will tell you, man, like there are some blue blood jobs out there that you would look at and you would think to yourself, I could probably go win there. Um, but he had a good thing going at Oklahoma. I know that he says he ran his course there. I think it would be interesting. I, I still would bet on Stoops not coaching college football, having known him so well. But having um, heard he that, just, wouldn't you have to call and ask if you have a job that's open? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. I would call and ask even, even if he was like pounding the table saying he was done. And that's I, what, so even for like, for instance, USC is hiring a new athletic director. You got to call all the people that even are going to tell you no, because yeah. you don't know Rick George from Colorado, Greg Byrne from Alabama, you know, Jamie Pollard at Iowa state. You got call everybody. All right. I got to cut you off here, Joel, by the way, 60% of people say they don't believe in ghosts. 40% do good luck surviving at the hotel. Joel, I'm Clay Travis. This is outkick. Be sure to catch live editions of outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts. O'Reilly auto parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. 
Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.